Well, this morning we're getting close to the last three blessings which Moses uh, gave the tribes as he was about to, to die. And we'll be looking at the last three of those in Deuteronomy chapter 33 in a moment. I don't know whether you noticed it or not, but the the Daily Mail and some other magazines and uh, people have commented that the christening without much Christianity. Anglican Church offers baptism light to attract non-worshippers. Man Steve Doherty in the Daily Mail. And it's spelled L-I-T-E, the same way as you get certain cheeses. You get the ordinary cheese and then you get the cheese light. And uh, This is baptism and light. The Church of England baptism services may be rewritten to remove some references to Christianity. The plan for a new baptism light service designed to make christenings more interesting to non-churchgoers will be considered next month by the Church's Parliament, the General Synod. Supporters say the baptism in service should be, ex- and quotation, expressed in culturally appropriate and accessible language. Uh, that's the end of the quote. That is readily understood by, in quotation again, non-theologically versed Britons. I would think that would include most Britons, but there we are in the Church of England. <laughs> plan for a new baptism light service which uses accessible language and makes christenings more interesting to non-churchgoers will be considered next month by the Church's Parliament. The new service would be used at 150,000 christenings each year. If the plan is accepted, it will be the third full rewrite of the baptism ceremony in around 30 years. And so there we have it. They don't like the idea that people have to say that they reject the devil and all rebellion against God and to renounce the deceit and corruption of evil and the fact that people are asked to submit to Christ as Lord. And uh, it just shows you, when you get into error, and the error of infant baptism, and with our godparents, and godmothers, and godfathers, and holy water, and all that kind of stuff, it just shows you it goes from bad to worse. Well, enough about that. Let's go to the Word of God, and we'll read from Deuteronomy 33, from verse 22. And of Dan, he said, this is Moses speaking uh, from God. And of Dan, he said, Dan is a lion's whelp. He shall leap from Bashan. And of Naphtali, he said, O Naphtali, satisfied with favour and full with the blessing of the Lord, possess thou the west and the south. And of Asher, he said, Let Asher be blessed with children, let him be acceptable to his brethren, and let him dip his foot in oil. 
three very short blessings and we will take a look at them this morning. Dan, he says, he's a lion's whelp. He shall leap from Bashan. Bashan is somewhere near the Golan Heights, I believe. Dan was the fifth son of Jacob and the first son by Bilhah, Rachel's handmaid. Rachel was barren and she gave her handmaid to her husband in order to have children at this stage. Dan, uh, the word uh, Dan means a judge and being given a name that meant a judge we perhaps would have liked to have seen a tribe that followed God. A tribe with discernment. Unfortunately not, as we shall see. He was to be as a young lion. And the image of a young lion is always one of energy and strength and courage. Samson actually was probably the best known of the tribe of Dan. And when faced with a young lion, when he was going down with his parents, Samson killed the animal. But this act eventually led him into trouble, as we know, with Delilah and the Philistines. But Dan, instead of showing strength of character and following God with all their strength, Dan, in the form of Samson, he permitted a Philistine woman to destroy his witness for the God of Israel. Psalm 34, talking about young lions, it says, The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Unfortunately, the Samson and Dan, they both left from following the Lord and missed out on the good things that God had for them. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. We too should be careful that we do not miss out on the good things, all the good things that God has for each one of us. God has so much to give us, so many spiritual blessings. Make sure that we follow him and stay close to him. The Bible says the young lions may lack and suffer hunger but they that seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. We read that Satan goes round as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Look at Psalm 17. It's a wonderful psalm. This I read it as I was going through here and I think we'll read the whole psalm. Hear the right, O Lord, attend unto my cry, give ear unto my prayer, that goeth not out of feigned lips. Let my sentence come forth from thy presence, let thine eyes behold the things that are equal. Thou hast proved my heart, tested my heart, thou hast visited me in the night, thou hast tried me, and shalt find nothing. I am purpose that my mouth shall not transgress. 
concerning the works of men, by the word of thy lips I have kept me from the paths of the destroyer. Hold up my goings in thy paths, that my footsteps slip not. I have called upon thee, for thou wilt hear me, O God. Incline thine ear unto me, and hear my speech. I often think, you know, when a person's a bit deaf and you're talking to them, they, they bend the head forward a little bit to hear what you have to say. And the psalmist here is saying, incline your ear to me. Listen to what I have to say. Incline thine ear unto me and hear my speech. Show thy marvellous loving kindness, O thou that savest by thy right hand them which put their trust in thee from those that rise up against them. Keep me as the apple of the eye. Hide me under the shadow of thy wings from the wicked that oppress me, from my deadly enemies that compass me about. They are enclosed in their own fat. With their mouth they speak proudly. They have now compassed us in our steps. They have set their eyes bowing down to the earth. Like as a lion that is greedy for his prey, and as it were a young lion lurking in secret places. Arise, O God! Disappoint them, cast them down, deliver my soul from the wicked, which is thy sword. For men which are thy hand, O Lord, from men of the world, which have their portion in this life, and whose belly thou fillest with thy hid treasure, they are full of children, and leave the rest of their substance to their babes. As for me, as for me, I will behold thy face in righteousness. I shall be satisfied when I awake with thy likeness. I shall be satisfied. You know, it's great in this world if we know and have our satisfaction in God alone. It's so easy to seek other pleasures and things around. But the psalmist said, I will behold thy face in righteousness. I shall be satisfied when I awake in thy likeness. If you go to Joshua 19, we see the land which was allocated to Dan by God. But for some reason, for some reason, Dan was not satisfied. It was not enough. The psalmist could say that he was satisfied with God. But the portion that God had given Dan, they weren't satisfied with it. They wanted more, more material land. Surely we must say, did God make a mistake in his allocation of the land? I think not. But in Joshua 19, we read that Dan went north and got more land. 1947. And the coast of the children of Dan went out too, too little for them. 
Therefore the children of Dan went up to fight against Leshem and took it, smote it with the edge of the sword and possessed it and dwelt therein and called Leshem Dan after the name of Dan their father. This is the inheritance of the tribe of the children of Dan according to their families, these cities with their villages. It wasn't enough for them. They weren't satisfied with what God gave them. How different from David writing, I shall be satisfied. Are we satisfied? Are we always yearning for something more? Materially. God is willing to bless us more and more spiritually. But make sure that we are satisfied with what God gives to us materially. And sadly, in Judges chapter 1, we read, And the Amorites forced the children of Dan into the mountain, for they would not suffer them to come down to the valley. The land that God had given to them, they didn't possess it. The Amorites forced them up into the mountains. They couldn't come down into the valley. Down in the valley with my Saviour I will go. The Lord's my shepherd, I shall not want. He leadeth me by the still waters. Dan couldn't come down into the valley. And yet they wanted more. Strange, isn't it? Instead of living in peace and plenty as God had planned for them, a land flowing with milk and honey, they were cowering up in the barren mountain, miserable and afraid. And still they wanted more. Let us make sure that we're not missing out on all that God has for us to enjoy. As Jesus said, he's come to give us life in all its fullness. And now we come to Naphtali. Naphtali means wrestling. It says, And of Naphtali, he said, O Naphtali, satisfied with favour, and full with the blessing of the Lord, Possess thou the, south, the west and the south. And you know, following on from Dan, who obviously they were not satisfied. They wanted more and more land, more material goods, which God had given them. We read, lovely this, Naphtali satisfied with favour, satisfied with acceptance. They had been accepted by God. What a lovely contrast. As the psalmist could say in Psalm 107 verse 9, For he satisfieth the longing soul, and filleth the hungry soul with goodness. Naphtali, satisfied with acceptance. Are we hungry for the word of God? God wishes to satisfy our deepest longings. O Christ, in thee my soul hath found, and found in thee alone, the peace, the joy I sought so long, the bliss till now unknown. 
I sighed for rest and happiness, I yearned for them, not thee. But while I passed my Saviour by his love, laid hold on me. I tried the broken cisterns, Lord, but ah, the waters failed. Even as I stooped to drink, they fled and mocked me as I wailed. The pleasures lost I sadly mourned, but never wept for thee. Till grace the sightless eyes receive thy loveliness to see. Now none but Christ can satisfy. None other name for me. There's love and life and lasting joy, Lord Jesus, found in thee. They were satisfied. The people of Naphtali were satisfied with acceptance by God. And then it goes on to say, and full with the blessing of the Lord. They were full of the blessing of the Lord. These tribes were living in a land occupied by an enemy who had to be driven out. But of Naphtali, it could be said, they were full with the blessing of the Lord. Just as the psalmist said in Psalm 23, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Naphtali were full with the blessing of the Lord. Their cup runneth over. Full with the blessing of the Lord. Remember the chorus we used to sing when we were kids? Running over. Running over. My cup is full and running over. Since the Lord saved me, I'm as happy as can be. My cup is full and running over. Are you full with the blessing of the Lord? Yield to Him. Yield to our gracious Heavenly Father. Ephesians 1 verse 3 Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. That was Naphtali. And now we come to Asher. Asher means happy. We were looking a few weeks ago at Jabez who was called Sorrow. Terrible name for a little fellow to be given. But this little fellow was called Happy. What a blessing to have a little person running around the house called Happy. Let Asher be blessed with children. That was one of the blessings. Let Asher be blessed with children. Children were regarded as a great blessing from God. Psalm 128, 3 and 4. Thy wife shall be as a fruitful vine by the sides of thine house. Thy children like olive plants round about thy table. Behold, that thus shall the man be blessed that feareth the Lord. I was just reading this week actually. That in the United States alone in the last 38 years, 50 million abortions have taken place. What a stain on any country. And you know, here in the United Kingdom, we, we're, we're not all that far behind. 
the annual abortion rate in this country is about 200,000 a year. God said to Jeremiah, in Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5, Before I formed thee in the belly I knew thee, and before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. What a stain on any country, the murder of unborn babies. And then it goes on. Let Asher be blessed with children. Let him be acceptable to his brethren. Let him be acceptable to his brethren. What a privileged position we find ourselves as Christians. Hebrews 2.11 For both he that sanctifieth and they who are sanctified are all of one for which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren we are accepted by God through Jesus Christ Ephesians 1 we read a few verses from verse 2 grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the Beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence we are accepted in Jesus Christ it said of Naphtali let him be acceptable to his brethren we read in Hebrews Jesus Christ is not ashamed to call us brethren we are accepted by God because of what our blessed Lord Jesus Christ has done for us. And then it goes on to say this odd little expression, and let him dip his foot in oil. Let him dip his foot in oil. Psalm 23, verse 5, it says, Thou hast prepared a table before me in the presence of mine enemies, Thou anointest my head with oil. And speaking of our Lord, we read, But unto the Son, he saith, Thy throne, O God, is for ever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore God, even thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness, 
above thy fellows. You know, in biblical times it would appear to have been accustomed to anoint the head with oil when guests came into one's house. And we have the story in Luke seven thirty seven of Jesus and a woman of the city. Let's read just Luke seven thirty seven. And behold a woman of in the city which was a sinner, when she saw that Jesus sat at meat in the Pharisee's house brought an alabaster box of ointment, and stood at his feet behind him weeping, and began to wash his feet with tears, and did wipe them with the hairs of her head, and kissed his feet and anointed them with the ointment. Now when the Pharisee which had bidden him saw it, He spake within himself, saying, This man, if he were a prophet, would have known who and what manner of woman this is that toucheth him, for she is a sinner. And Jesus answering said unto him, Simon, I have somewhat to say unto thee. And he saith, Master, say on. There was a certain creditor, which had two debtors. The one owed him five hundred pence and the other fifty. And when they had nothing to pay, he frankly forgave them both. Tell me therefore, which of them will love him most? Simon answered and said, I suppose that he to whom he forgave most. Jesus said unto him, Thou hast rightly judged. And he turned to the woman and said unto Simon, Seest thou this woman? I entered into thine house, thou gavest me no water for my feet. But she hath washed my feet with tears, and wiped them with the hairs of her head. Thou gavest me no kiss, but this woman, since the time I came in, hath not ceased to kiss my feet. My head with oil thou didst not anoint, but this woman hath anointed my feet with ointment. Wherefore I say unto thee, her sins which are many are forgiven. For she loved much, but to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. And he said unto her, Thy sins are forgiven. And they that sat at meat with him began to say within themselves, Who is this that forgiveth sins also? And he said unto the woman, Thy faith hath saved thee. Go in peace. I was touched by that story. May we each one like this woman, pour out our worship in abundance and in abandon to our blessed Lord and Saviour for all his blessings bestowed on us. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits.